Four losses. Still fucking out. Thank you for downloading this episode of Discussing Documentaries with Rick Wharton and myself, Matt Wills. And today we are discussing Framing Britney Spears. It's from the year 2021. The director is the New York Times lady, Samantha Stark. And there's no money and there's no accolades because it was released two days ago. So this is, again, another up-to-date documentary. Now, here's yeah, we're the like, We're like viral documentary hunters. Like We are we're currently. Just, yeah, you're on just, fire for these, we're getting, man. We're getting the hot sheets and being like, people are tweeting about this. <laughs> <laughs> well, this is the second one you've called, right, where you've gone, we need to get into this. So I'm like, okay. So here's the blurb. Britney Spears hasn't been able to fully live her own life for 13 years. She's stuck in a court-sanctioned conservatorship. This new documentary by the New York Times examines what the public might not know about the pop star's court battles with her father for control of her estate. It also explores the fervent fan base that is convinced Spears should be liberated from the conservatorship and re-examine the media's handling of one of the biggest pop stars of all time. Now, I know nothing of this documentary going into it. I know nothing of Britney Spears. I know one of her songs um, and that's it. And I know she once shaved her head, which people went batshit about. And then this documentary covers like the last 20 years of her life. So, Rick, lead us in because there was so much I didn't know. And then there was so much I learned. You're going to be carrying the weight of this on you here because my empathy went like this. I got to be honest, uh, mine too. The, there is there is very very little humor to be found within this one. Um, yeah, it reminded me of a South Park episode. Do you see the one where no, like they no. literally have Br- Britney Spears literally blows her brains out, and they still keep taking pictures of her and putting embarrassing pictures of her in the news because it was just all like it was just the scummy paparazzi the whole time yeah. on her like fucking vultures. She is the price of fame. If you want to go, what does fame cost? There, that's what it costs. It costs that poor girl there. Someone who's got a real talent, real drive, and she's just been hounded into the ground by everybody. It, it was exhausting to watch. And it, I mean, from the off, there's just something that smacks of creepy. Because yeah. they go through like her career and like she's just like a super talented kid. They put her on that TV show at the age of 10. Yeah. And like she like knocks it out of the park. That'd be like Susan Boyle viral if she was on like a modern yeah. day pop idol or something like that at that age. Yeah. And then you have this like 50 year old man saying, do you have uh, pretty eyes? Do you have a boyfriend? No, I don't like boys. They're nasty. Because what about me? Could I be your boyfriend? And you're like, who? the fuck is- yeah right right son read the room this that is wasn't why that long like ago you queuing on her believes because it turns out anyone fucking wearing a bow tie on tv in the 90s was trying to bang children oh yeah that was just disgraceful and she's looking at him going yeah, now she's 10 and even she's like you're a fucking weirdo in your mate like yeah it was just weird and it 
basically, so I tuned out on this documentary from the off because of the Cecil Hotel, right? Because this one is also all about the fans and the fan power and the fan base and web sleuths and all of that. And the minute they started doing that, I went, oh, come on, Rick. What are you doing, Rick? <laughs> you can't have two bad ones on the bounce, mate. Come on. This is this is not on. But saying that, I learned so much. And also, I've got a lot of skin in the game on this one. How come? Why have got well, skin in the game on this one? Right, because I, I didn't know what a conservator, right? was so we find out that a conservator is effectively the court judges you not to be uh, mentally stable enough so they put all of your decision making powers around your money and your assets and anything really into the hands of someone else yeah the rocky five move right the rocky five move right there you go uh well done nice reference um so what i did about at the start of lockdown so when was that what a year ago my mate told me about this guy who basically took two years of getting his life in order and all of his affairs in order, like some 30-year-old fella, so that he could kill himself. And this blew me away because that level of organisation, I was I was fascinated by it. And I went, shit, I'm going to do that. <laughs> right? Not the killing myself, but the getting my affairs in order. So effectively, my mate Ribs, she named it Dead Mint. Right, because I'm doing all this stuff preparing for my death, and then the other—it's taken me a year. So effectively, I've now—you have I've, been I've, on a whole doing your inheritance thing, and yeah, all of it. So I've got power of attorney. So my godchildren and my missus and my sister now all have power of attorney. If anything was to happen to me, they get to switch off the life support machine. Right, they don't have to go to court or anything. They just go, yeah, we we own him. Um, so I've done all of that. I've done my will. I'm basically I'm ready to die. I've been getting rid of just, all my possessions. I love the idea of like your sister being there. Going, Fuck that! I need to move next month. Get get, <laughs> fucking, get them get them static doodars on his chest immediately. <laughs> Come Clear. on! He rents the van himself. I'm not fucking. <laughs> I'm one step away from where she is. But effectively, what's happened is the the court have turned round. It's been going on for 13 years. And they've said, yeah, you're you're not you're not allowed to be in charge of your own life. And some fans found out about this and they kicked up a fuss. And whereas I've been anti-fans from the last documentary, because I'm very I'm very judged by what the last thing I watched. Whereas this, now is, this was this was gonna step on a thing because they said that conservatorships are for people who are extremely gullible and susceptible to um persuasion. Yeah. And I thought I, I was like, Matt, I've already filed for it, buddy. <laughs> you cannot be fucking trusted, pal. You're like, we we're gonna just need a little adult to look after you. <laughs> I've I've got nothing to control. That's what I realised. I watched this YouTube video where everyone gives their shoes away to just you know just a local school, and I feel great for it. I don't have um, warm feet anymore, but you know. Um, And it it all seemed weird to me, right? Because Britney Spears is an adult, and she's got no control over her life. And the whole documentary is about that. And it is interesting. I mean, again, I know what you feel like slightly triggered when you first see the fans. Because the fans, it half seems about the cause, half about them. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Every time yeah, yeah. you hear one talk, it's like, Britney, give me the power to yeah. 
whatever and yeah. it's bullshit that this has happened to her do you know what i mean like yes. but it always seems something for her for, for their own profile plus for the cause and like i i think it's too stuck in the mud straight white males being like that's not altruism that is <laughs> do you know what i mean i have um you will have arrived at your house shortly though i've bought us some face masks with the hashtag free britney across it just because we're on board with the cause, Rick. Uh, we're okay, on that's board great, with but the you cause. know her dad gets the money for that, don't you? <laughs> no, but we're on Not the hashtag free Britney, surely. That must be a fan thing. Come on. What about them podcast girls? They must get a few quid out of that. Again, that, that's that's one of a that's a talking point covered up. Yeah. And it, so I tell you what, it was interesting going into her early career because she was a phenom. She was an absolute sensation that knocked on. I can remember the day I that was the first female pop singer i was told about in a creepy way that was like that was a number one that was told was like tell me oh. about that wait do you know do you know the big dude who came and uh, helped us move in yeah 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 i remember he turned to us and your phone goes have you seen britney spears i went what who's britney he goes oh <laughs> <laughs> so i had to wait until like top of the pops and then there's this like fucking you know she's there in the schoolgirl outfit i was like oh this is this is what this is about <laughs> and and when they go through her songs, I'm sorry, but they're like it wasn't about the sexuality of her being in the schoolgirl outfit. It was about the power and the control within the hallways. It's just like not for the people I was talking to. It was. Yeah. <laughs> they were using her sex to sell songs. That was that's been going on for years. And then it says when she got her first amount of money, she came back home to Louisiana at Christmas, and she changed ten thousand dollars into. Uh, $100 yeah. bills and went yeah, around yeah. just passing them to people saying Merry Christmas which was about the only point of which I agreed with her dad's conservatorship <laughs> <laughs> the fuck you doing <laughs> wasn't the, her who's the there was a Man City player who was always considered a little bit crazy who did that up north Mario Balotelli has Balotelli, some of the funniest well stories done. of a player so he would go into Manchester Uni and pay off everyone's library fines there was four handlers superb Four handlers just had to follow him around. So, like, he'll just drive into, like, the pedestrianized Manchester City Centre, park his Lamborghini outside wherever he was going into, and then just, like, forget to pick up his Lamborghini and go, well, got six more at home. Like, the guy was absolutely tapped wow. in the shit, you would say, yeah. He was like Jesse from the final episodes of Breaking Bad. It was like just all this cash. Oh, what are we going to do with that? Hand it the out. Most, the most, uh, there should be a fucking free Balotelli documentary because he's the worst tread footballer in fucking history. He was a real talent as well, right? He was like oh, the man, Britney yeah. Spears of Man City. I'm, I'm not <laughs> sure, but I'm pretty sure he's like the first person of colour to play for Italy national team. Oh, wow. Okay. And they weren't happy about it. Like, like he was getting something. You imagine Wayne Rooney's just scored that goal for Everton. We're like, oh man, he might be something. Oh, he's in the England team. Let's see how he does that. They are booing. They are throwing bananas, and that is his life. Oh, do you know what I Jesus. mean? Jesus, that uh, yeah, like, he got trapped like John Barnes did in like the fucking eighties. Did like, we it, treat him any differently when he came to Britain? Um, we didn't make it about color. We just said he was a dick. <laughs> we we didn't go have a go at him for his skin color. We we had yeah. a go at him for his mental health issues. We we did it in a British way because racism is far more sophisticated over here. <laughs> oh no, it's he's classless, is what that is. That's that's what that is. Um, well, so Britney Spears' dad, right? Basically, he's he controls her now. 
if you listen to one of the women on here, she slags down his dad quite badly. So he was a bankrupt. He was a failed businessman. He was a drunk who went into rehab. Um, he doesn't get pictured in a in a good way. But anyone from her hometown who speaks, including Britney Spears and the woman who was assigned as her chaperone. How good were their accents? That Louisiana accent. How folksy is that? Oh, I tell you what, if on, she guys. was three doors down, that family would be having to do a mummy dearest and fucking making a pretend yeah. she had cerebral palsy. <laughs> that is just whatever it takes. That That is a merciless family right there. The mum's on a chat show later on. She's wearing a crucifix. The last time you've seen a crucifix that big, a fucking Jewish guy has been yelled at a fucking rope by a Roman to carry it quicker. <laughs> like, it is just this diamond-encrusted fucking crucifix to be on Ellen or something. Well, they're in... Because that is the Bible Belt, right? When you talk about the Bible Belt, they're in it. That is it. They're in... Yeah, one. they're one of the notches near the buckle. Um, so... She had a lot of money from a very early age. Her album went super platinum. That's 20 million copies. 20 million. And she was, what, 17 at the time? And she's doing, like, interviews, and you just have these faceless press people going, like, so, Brittany, you're virginal, but you're sexy. Could you yeah. talk about that? <laughs> like, what the fuck are you asking this, what, like, 18-year-old girl at the time? And we said, right, the kids in America are younger, right? So she probably hasn't started drinking or smoking yet. She's had no childhood because she's probably been working her ass off. She, she's um, she's another Judy Garland in the making. That's what you've got here, right? Someone incredibly talented who the industry is just chewing up and spitting out. And it was just, it was just sad. And then like her whole life has been under a microscope because they said, look, in, in America, we don't have a royal family. We have celebrities, so and that's what they focus on. <laughs> I got to be honest. If you read anything about the royal family, I'd rather the celebrities. So. <laughs> oh, do you know Harry and Meghan aren't going back to work as? Uh, what about that uh, prince who's clearly a paedophile? Oh yes, well they're, they're going to split up. The uh, shut up, we're not talking about that, and you can do nothing to make us. <laughs> <laughs> So then she marries Justin Timberlake, who I think he was in the they, Disney they Kids Club. They just started dating. Oh, they started like, dating, yeah. right? And it's weird that they covered this really well in the documentary. So she was being asked if, effectively, if she'd slept with him, right? You wouldn't have asked that of Justin Timberlake. Well, right. It's more. It's everything's just more slanted. There's nothing you can. I forget what the principle is, but there's kind of like, if you watch a sitcom or a TV show and there's two women in the room, it's X amount of seconds before they mention men. It's all it's all geared towards what they are to men. Uh, and, and the slant to it is, uh, you're in the wrong if you do this and you're being objectified, but yet, can we talk about your tits on every single... Like, that's the on the chat show. Yeah. They're asking, like, a, a fucking teenager about her breasts on every single thing. And he's just... Yeah. Again, with all their eyes, you're not seeing Justin Timberlake's like, Justin, listen, it's great to have you on the show. The album's great. Can I see your bollocks? <laughs> the guys in the back, they, they, I mean, I'll, I'll be a hero if you get your bollocks out right now. I, it is. And when you, when you actually look you're at right, it... You're right, it's wrong, very wrong. It is wrong. And it's it's a, it's a cultural thing that's slowly starting to turn, which is for the best because it's creepy as fuck when you watch it now. As a kid, like yeah, yeah, you you wouldn't even think twice. I mean, that's probably why you were tuning in because that's what got the ratings. Like, yeah, yeah. 
she was so sexualized in in that sense in the in a way that Timberlake wasn't right and it was saying like uh, Justin so the new album did it, was that about your childhood it was okay Brittany are you a virgin <laughs> in in uh, i don't think he came off very well in this documentary and i think what the the director of this documentary done incredibly well and i don't think we really we really get to see this is the documentary is about a woman so a woman made the documentary and a lot of the talking heads were women and then a lot of the bad talking heads you were looking at it again hang on your viewpoint is wrong here talking head person they were men so, for instance, the paparazzi. They I wouldn't were... believe those guys. The guy, the editor of Us Weekly, is trying to tell you it's like it wasn't about hounding them. Okay, it was more about an aspirational, rel- yeah. being able to relate and live vicariously through. It's just like, is that what you're saying when you're literally publishing obscure pictures of the fucking girl? Like, yeah, and it was. Um, they sold for around a million dollars a photo. You can see why the paparazzi went mental to get pictures of her, right? That that that's basically she was she was meat in the water, and they were the sharks, and they're like, "Well, we got to eat." She was like Mar- like when you see like the Mar- the Maradona people, like or or, or you know someone yeah. just like just just a level of fame that you can't even comprehend where you can't move or go anywhere and someone's got like a five foot camera in their face just asking mm. you stuff trying to wind you up and the guy's like oh you know she never she never indicated that she didn't like it to us it's like this is the guy who she ended up beating up with an umbrella or something and it's just like she's he said and this was so disgraceful he said she never said leave me alone and then the shot straight after that is her going to him, leave me alone. Because there's the there's the big picture of her driving with her kids on her lap. And he's just like, listen, I went I went to a Starbucks drive through and there's paparazzi mopeds on either side banging my car. I wanted yeah. to get out of there. I'm panicked. I'm pregnant with a child in my lap and you're yeah. putting us in danger. And that is one, one of the things. Where, I mean, we're skipping ahead here. Uh, uh, one of the things that caused her to like, you know, lose custody of her children because that's just plastered everywhere that you're a terrible mother now. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, they're tripping her up with her baby, and then they're putting titles like "Oops, I did it again" and shit like that. Yeah. Like it's. But so when it goes through the Justin Timberlake breakup, so if we wind back a little bit, um, that kid, like I watched this about last, and she was. Um, Pretty fired up for this one, to say the least. Uh, yeah, you can see why, right? Because the way Justin Timberlake treated, and that, that, they showed me his song Crimea River, and it looks like something morbid would make with nicer lyrics. If you've listened to our Cecil Hotel, because it's like him in a cupboard watching a woman say, you broke my heart. It's like kind of walking down the halls that Britney's dancing in her things. And it's all in change. It's her fault. She broke her heart. That he, She's in the wrong um, Janet Jackson's just got an apology as well because apparently Justin was an arsehole about the Janet Jackson thing. You aware of the Janet Jackson oh, what, thing? When her, yeah, when her nipple popped out during the Super Bowl. Yeah, but it clearly looks like he's looking for a Velcro thing to snap off. It looks it looks planned to me, but Janet Jackson apparently had oh, okay. her career ruined because of it and Justin Timberlake walked away scot-free and never apologised. Interesting fact about that one. Do you know what that launched, that happening? No. YouTube. That moment of Janet Jackson getting oh, wow. her top ripped during the Super Bowl, there was no play. That was the only place where you can go, oh, where'd you watch that? 
Otherwise, you'd have to wait for a news report. To, and you go, oh, it's on yeah, that. Yeah, Because YouTube was flailing. No one has put, it was like, you've been framed, but like idiots have con- like TikTok now. But um, so there was, there, there was oh, this wow. famous okay. thing. If yeah, yeah. you want to see that, go on YouTube. Go and on then that's, YouTube. So everyone in the world, because not everyone watches the Super Bowl and certainly not everyone watches the halftime thing. There was going to be no replays of it. Everyone bounced, uh, went onto YouTube and went, yeah, gangbusters. So one right. woman's nipple made a mm. made an app go big. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Oh, that so was always meets... surprised to me that we got so angry about, a ni- well, Americans got so angry about a nipple. Whereas if you go to France, I remember I went to France, right? I think the first time I was like 11, we went on a school trip for the day. And they had, like where this is going. Uh, well, they had posters you know, I just up. ripped women's tops open all day. You know, it's what you did in the 60s. <laughs> it was France. Um, no, but they had posters up and women were in bikinis with just the bottom part of the bikini. On the street, there was just pictures of Vogue magazine with a woman w- with her boobs hanging out. And me and the kid, like we were 11, 12-year-old boys, right? We're like, oh, my God. Whereas you think about it, yeah, right, it's just a nipple. And then... When the Americans lose it, the American nation reminded me when they lost it over that of me and my mates when we were 11 years old in France. Like, raw boob, raw. <laughs> it's a fucking boob. Relax. There's loads of them. Look down. We've all got them. But when she split up with Justin, that there was an interview and they uh, they played Britney a quote from Kendall Elric, who was the governor's wife. And the governor's wife, said if i had the opportunity to shoot britney spears i think i would and britney spears just went Ugh. which that sums up how i think she felt about everybody people treated her horribly she was, she, she was blamed and lit on fire for a lot so i think that comes to what clothes you'd want your daughters to be wearing and also self-image of your child so if you're in britney spears shape you then hate yourself and that's a huge huge thing but what they're not blaming is the magazines what they're not blaming yeah. is the paparazzi's taking these photos all day every day but apparently britney wasn't setting a good example mm. whereas threatening to shoot someone is a good example welcome to america baby <laughs> what an insane place um yeah, and she married that fella. She she met a fella called Kevin Federline, married him, had some kids. You may have some editing to do there. I just took a drink of tea and it just sounds like I was gargling about fucking Britney Spears. <laughs> and I don't I don't need that on this podcast. This is good. This is a fine enough line to walk as it is. Um so Kevin yeah, Federline. feel a bit of tension, doesn't it? Us two talking about this poor woman. Because I think I'm we, completely... we both feel the same. And I didn't understand how an adult could not be in control of their life. It just that was shocking to me. Well, it starts it starts to come to it. So she marries Kevin Federline. Yeah. Who uh, was a wrestler at one point. He was brought in as a bad guy. He was one of the one of the better bad guys. Because basically a bad guy is measured by how much you then cheer the good guy. And if right, there's a good okay. guy in wrestling, because yeah, yeah. that's that's cast. That's not like organic anymore. So if, you, if everyone hates the good guy, they boo the good guy to try and tank the show. And John Cena, who's in all of the new Transformers movies and the new Fast and the Furious and stuff, he was hated by the audience because they didn't want him to be in that number one spot. So it would boo the good guy and it would mess up the show. And the only time that they would cheer the good guy is when Kevin Federline came out. Because Kevin Federline went against him and he was um, everyone hated him because he was the one married to everyone's teen crush. So, yeah, they hated Federline so much they cheered John Cena and that was a big turning point. Because he married Britney Spears? Yeah, yeah, that's pretty much all, all the only reason, yeah. 
men are so basic, aren't they? <laughs> Why don't you like that bloke? <laughs> hey, shagging someone who used to masturbate over. It's just not fair. <laughs> pretty, pretty much. Pretty much. It's, it's redneck theatre. But um, So they get divorced, uh, and he files for custody of the kids. Yeah, as does she. Uh, as does she, but there's yeah, also... Yeah world spread of paparazzi saying she's a bad mom to yeah. you know to to fill uh column inches so then this is they go when she shaves her head is one of the most telling signs of just the idea of how sick of the fucking sight of all this is because she, her exact words are i want my head shaved i'm tired of people touching me yeah I don't like it's it's idea like I don't want to be a, like a fucking sexualized object to these fucking people anymore if i look like this they'll leave me alone which it worked for me better than it did for Britney. Worked a lot better. The paparazzi's haven't even given me a sniff since, since I shaved my head. I wonder what would happen because our views towards mental health have changed so much over the past ten years. If Britney Spears was to get big now and then things played out exactly as they did, would we? Would she be treated by the the public and the paparazzi any different? It's a different machine now. Because because of social media, the paparazzi don't have that power because everyone's got a camera. Yeah, you so, are your own pap, aren't you? That's the yeah. As we're finding out, <laughs> no one's buying our pictures, Rick. They're not paying a million quid for mine or yours. You Sorry, ass. The, the amount of expense I went to to get upskirt photos of Matt Wills and <laughs> no one's interested. No one's biting. No one's. What biting. a waste! What a waste of money. It took me ages to pick the right skirt as well. Um, so sadly, she loses. Um, she loses everything, right? She loses control of her career. She loses control of her money. She loses custody to her well, children. Well, I think because um, so Federline's not letting her see the kids. She's not in a good way. She's clearly in the state of like a mental breakdown with everything that's going on. I, I, I mean, I don't want to diagnose her, but. She's not in a good place, and she's going backwards and forwards to her the father of her children, trying to get access to her kids, to which he's yeah. not letting them. Yeah, so, yeah. and then the paparazzi are following them, and that's when the guy's like, "And I just went in, and they have this guy in the interview going, I, I just yeah. walked up to her and I went, I'm just going to take a few photos, but are you okay?' And he's like, and then you see the footage of him doing that. It's like a four foot fucking camera and a face going, "You all right, yeah. Brittany? Yeah, you got to do something stupid. Why did you shave your head, Brittany?" Ah, oh, it was disgraceful. Are you a virgin, Brittany? Like, oh, it's, it's fucking disgraceful. So she gans off her and, ch- and chases them with an umbrella. So they're over the moon. They have this footage of her looking mental with an umbrella. And there was a whole thing of when they filed for conservatorship, it was temporary uh, for a start. Um, they also, when Brittany stopped contesting the, the temporary conservatorship... Uh, she was then allowed access to her kids. So I don't know how that deal works and where that goes. Well, they had leverage over her, so they would have used it, is the way it, it seemed to me. They had something that she wanted. Well, if you if you stop chasing for that, we'll give you access to your kids. Okay. But that would imply Fedline being in on it, really? Like, that's why I don't understand where that dot... Because maybe I'm just connecting dots here. Yeah, I, mean, I, mean, yeah. I don't know. I've I just... seen the Cecil Hotel. I don't think she's a CIA operative. Like, um... <laughs> Did you see um, my friend Michael Moore popped up? He said something, one of the most sensible guy, things he? in there. Yeah. Why don't we just leave her alone? Didn't I, What I was surprised about after her, her head was shaved was how quickly her hair grew back. 
Did you notice that? Yeah, that's dumb a bit. I've not seen that happen. <laughs> and then there's not much to say about this documentary, right? Because it is all genuinely quite sad. It's her. There was a weird thing with the judge because she had a lawyer to contest the conservatorship initially. Yeah, Adam Streisand. And he explains what the conservatorship is in very yeah. good detail and then explains how um, the judge went, I have a report here from a mental institution which you're not allowed to see. Yeah. That says that, no, you're wrong. Uh, so he goes, you just don't know. But Brittany was very uh, cognizant, in my opinion. She was not of, like, I mean, we're talking, like, conservatives are usually of, like, dementia patients. Yes, yeah, yeah. And things like this. What you're gaining control is, like, a fucking billion-dollar company is what you're really getting control yeah. of. And he um, wasn't allowed to be her lawyer, even though she chose him. She wasn't allowed, the, yeah. The court then appointed her a lawyer. And she's like, no, but I've, I've chosen my own lawyer. And they're like, yeah, you're not allowed we we give you a lawyer. What well, what? Are you fucking mental here? This poor woman. I just my empathy levels were like so high. I just felt for her the whole way. So they the, there was a lawyer that was part of that legal team of her dad's who then um talked for a while about what she couldn't say uh, and talked in very broad strokes and then you didn't see her again because it went she very quickly rejoined uh, Jimmy Spears' legal team <laughs> yeah so basically they got they got the feeler out that fucking they, she, they were going to be in this documentary and just rehired them for client attorney privilege mm. did you notice this so once the conservatorship was in place her career which had kind of stalled because everyone was focusing on her mental health and her, you know, what what they saw as her life going weird, which wasn't that weird. She she had a haircut for fuck's sake. That was it. Um, her career then went stratospheric. And this is someone whose career was already stratospheric, right? So she got, um, she started winning awards for her music. She started touring. She then gets, and this is as good as it gets. She she got a, resident, a residency in Las Vegas. Yeah. When the mob turn around and go, we want you playing every single night, she's pulling in a million dollars a week. Yeah. Mate, that's what we've got to go for, Rick. We need the residency in Las Vegas. <laughs> that's where the money is, my man. <laughs> we no, need, that, like we need this podcast Her career takes off. And that's, but the, the, the bad thing is, like, she's not getting... The money. She's not in control of her decisions. She's been forced to do this. Yeah. And in the eyes of her fans uh, and everything like that. Like, which, again, it kind of, because you're an American Idol, but the one that cracked me up was, um, you see a little clip of her on James Corden's Carpool Karaoke. Yeah. And I just thought, you would need to have conservatorship over me to ever do that shit with me. <laughs> Crying outside, someone holding up, going, I want the fucking paper. Get in the car and sing, hit me, baby, one more fucking time with that pudding face twat. All right. Oh, I don't give a shit. You're not seeing your kids. Do you want to see your kids? Get in the fucking car. Get in the car now. Oh God, Pretend you can't you're having have a go at there. James Corden. Carpool karaoke, while I haven't seen it, it's a great little idea. Who hasn't had a good sing song in the car? I think it's devaluing TV. That's my arsey opinion of it. I think he's um, he's given the public exactly what they want. And I think we're giving the public exactly what they want. Turns out, I don't think they do. 
Hey, hey, it's a very small know. section we, of the public. We have some very scary names following us on Podbean. People who don't want their fucking identity <laughs> to be seen is what I'm noticing about our fans. So thank Bye, you very Donald. much for sticking along. <laughs> Um, there was a lovely little quote in this documentary, and it summed it up perfectly. There is too much money to be made from her suffering. That that was it in a nutshell, right? So the every time she made even the slightest error or anything, fucking hell, she's terrible. And that sold more papers because we love the downfall of the person. I think that's the only reason we let them rise in the first place, just so we can drag them back down. Yeah, because that's what it felt like when she was, like, no longer everyone's teen idol. Do you know what I mean? It was basically, yeah. like, just fucking middle-aged people going, you were supposed to be perfect! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, oh, it was just sad. And, uh, but, but they all go, if, like, if you see any teen sensation or child sensation, you go Justin Bieber, Lindsay Lohan, they all have, like, a coming of age where they're just fucking off the wall. And then yeah. they'll rock back up uh, with a few tattoos and Daft Pearson somewhere, and then they'll be remember. Then they'll go back to what their actual talent was and mature with that. But it's too much too soon. It's absolutely yeah. too much too soon for that. And the dad's asking for greater control of the conservatorship, which they now want to be called of a hybrid business, oh, like a hybrid God. business yeah, model, yeah. is what they wanted to rename it as. That's insane. It's fucking, it's disgusting. It's absolutely yeah. disgusting. And um, Andrew Wallet is a dad's lawyer, which, Jesus, Webb, what a name for a lawyer, Andrew <laughs> Wallet. And so probably something that caught your eye as well. So two, two very nice ladies start a podcast where they just dissect Britney's posts. That's all they do is they talk about Britney yeah. Spears' tweets. And Incredible. Then, what a business model. Britney Spears' experts. I, I don't know about that. Uh, <laughs> Are you kidding, right? You sat with me in a car and you went, we should do a podcast. It should be about this and we should talk about documentaries. And I went, I think that's one of the greatest ideas I've ever heard. And then I hear these two women say, we're just going to dissect every Instagram yeah. post that Britney Spears puts up. They've, do you know how many downloads they've got, Rick? They don't have fans who haven't got names, Rick. Their fans have got names. <laughs> They started a movement. They have hashtags on masks. We haven't got any of that. Me and you in other in, in other endeavours we are currently in are going to have a lot of co conversations over <laughs> content, uh, quality over quantity when it comes to content, man. I am a, <laughs> a staunch believer in talking about something interesting and trying to be funny as opposed to just trying to be funny over what's pissing in the wind that week. Anyway, so this super famous documentary for a week that we've recorded. <laughs> 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 we are the hypocrites. Oh, oh, um, I know, I know. I like to have not, morals. Right? Be, I, I'd like but, morals, but I also... I, but, I, <laughs> but, but look, we've recorded 50-odd episodes. Only three or four of them have been current hits. So that's less than 10%. We go for stuff we like. I don't know why I'm defending me and you. We're going to do what the fuck we like anyway, because we're very selfish. Yes, yes. <laughs> I'm going to watch something. You um, can listen to what I think about if you like. Yeah, <laughs> I've got yeah, friends that yeah. could just text me and ask me what I thought of something. No, but they tell me they listen to the podcast. <laughs> um, anyway, fair play to them two ladies, right? So they set up a podcast. And it, listen, they have a great opening for that podcast. They call it The Happiest Place on the Internet. What a what a great name. And because yeah, really, Britney, really suits Britney Spears, isn't it? Yeah. Well, because Britney Spears is now 
from her Instagram post anyway, she's more in control of her life because she's putting out the press that she wants. Right. And it's like you said, she is she's now her paparazzi. Well, well, no, they were saying that they think it's kind of controlled because it's sporadic and it's it's very, you know. No, I thought they were saying it's... Um, Which, again, if that's your dad saying, right, get the bikini on, jump in the pool for five minutes, we're going to film that, and then say you got an album coming out in June. like, Well, that makes sense, right? Not when you're a dad. No, no, it doesn't make sense. It's you can't. Well, you it can't. does if that's your billion-dollar cash cow. He's he, She's the when golden have you, goose. When have, you got, when have you got enough money? The guy's a fucking failed rock breaker from Louisiana. Has he not got enough, like... I've met, I know a fair few people. I, I thought who have had I thought money. Matt Will's relentless fucking corporatization would become a problem during this. I know a few people who have got money. It's never enough. It's not about the volume of money you've got. It's about getting more of it. It's a bit like the Chris Rock bit. If you get a if you get a, um, a raise at work, you don't save the extra money that you make. You just raise your level of debt. Yeah. Like, so yeah, you're yeah, yeah. Pay me two hundred more. I'm going to spend a hundred and fifty more, and that's yeah. Yeah, it's just relentless consumerism. I hate to sound like a minimalist, but these people are dicks. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I, I genuinely became uh, a Britney Spears fan because she, um, she's set to announce in Vegas that there's a new theatre being built and she's going to be performing in the new theatre. It'll be like the Britney Spears theatre. And then there's a whole Facebook Live event thing and they're all waiting. I thought this was really funny. I guarantee if I ever get big, I'm doing some shit like this. Yeah, this this had Rick Wharton level thinking written all over it. So then she pops up from the uh, raised stage, like the hidden bit underneath. She appears and everyone's like, whoa, Brittany. She walks off the stage. She walks through the crowd and people are like, whoa, Brittany. And she gets into her car and it drives away. And everyone's like, uh, Brittany, 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 when, what, what's going on? It was in, it was brilliant in terms of, because that is the big fuck you, right? And then, what, a few weeks later, she cancelled her residency and says, I'm not doing that anymore. I, uh, this is, I think this is why anytime I've ever been close to having a break, which is nothing on the level of this, by no means is this kind of, that kind of pattern. <laughs> um, Are we talking about your basketball career here or your comedian career just just you know it'll help me back in both but I, I, I actually caught the eagles last night and i think i could still make it <laughs> now you're on the vape pen <laughs> uh, now i'm off the fags and on the vape pen like, what if, what, if i can get like one of those like bane masks to attach for when i'm playing basketball i think <laughs> i think i can drop some drop, drop some high numbers but um yeah, like the this the, I have this self implosion of uh, they're telling me what to do. I don't like it. Which yeah. we've had a chat just before this fucking podcast <laughs> on the very same thing, and I've got to have Matt yeah. Wills as a, as a wonderful executive toy where he's basically like you know, the baubles. You just Matt will smile and go, oh, "You're absolutely right. You're right." But uh, you're gonna do it. Um, yeah. <laughs> You're right. It's very unfair, Rick. Anyway, get your fucking finger out. Let's get it done. Uh, <laughs> it is unreasonable. They want you to do the thing you agreed to do. You're right, Rick. You're absolutely right. <laughs> you are, you're being so Britney around. Hashtag free Rick. That's what we're going for. You're right. These, these people who pay you for your thoughts are being really unreasonable. <laughs> um... <laughs> 
and then basically then a, f- a few little things happen right and the the fans get angry she she goes to court questioning the conservatorship and the fans have a protest it goes viral you know people are getting on on side her brother gives the weirdest interview doesn't i he? did not like the brother one for what, what was that about he might as well have said can we go back to the 1920s when women had nothing, please? And before. I think it's, I, I don't even know if he meant to be misogynist. It's just about when you're talking about siblings, mebbies. But, and I had to put myself in his position. Just imagine if my older brother just had to be a fucking sensation at snooker. And then he went off the reels, and we got some kind of legal guardianship that says, nah, you got to go and play a fucking snooker, then get back in the basement and practice snooker. It's not like <laughs> having this swimming pool. <laughs> but he is a scumbag. I, I, he came, I mean, we've he seen him for 30 seconds. He did come across as a scumbag. And he's like, he, oh, yeah. oh, the women in this uh, in this family are very opinionated, trust me. But there isn't, isn't there like a legal thing where she can't make a decision? Yeah, there's that. But trust me, they are bitches about it. <laughs> <laughs> Nag, nag, yeah. nag, nag, nag. Oh, man. Um, and then, yeah, basically, look, the court case is all going. Nothing was resolved. She says in a court statement that she supports the Free Britney movement. So all the YouTubers and the hashtaggers are over the moon because they've all been validated in what they've given their lives to over the last year or so. And that the movement they've created has, has been validated by the person it's for, which was very sweet of her, right? The, the truth has got three sides, isn't it? There's her version of events, there's her dad's and every all the lawyer's version of events, and then there's the it's, truth. Because we haven't really... Because the, the other thing we heard about the dad is Kevin Federline had to take out a restraining order against the dad because he assaulted one of Britney's kids. That's the guy who's trying to go, no, we should just change the name of this to a hybrid business model because I'm making shit tons of money. Like, it is, the guy is scummy, and she's refusing to work until he's no longer the executor. The lawyer said that's not going to happen, but they have now made a bank the executor, which making a bank the good guy in a story is, again, (laughs) (laughs) that to me in itself doesn't happen every fucking day from what I watch. Um, But yeah, I walked away from this as a, I I genuinely felt empathy for, for Britney Spears and... Yeah, I hope she. I hope she gets free. I hope she gets control. I hope she gets her a relationship with her ex and her children. And I, I genuinely, I just walked away from it, wishing the best for the poor woman. With the, I didn't realize how much I liked the Louisiana accent. It's just so cool. Even her brother, right? When he was being a misogynistic shit, I was like. Well, he sounds pretty good about it, though, doesn't he? How good is that accent? Tell me more about this misogyny. Can you win me over? I can just imagine the day before I met Matt, which we met on a gig. We road traveled to London to Hull. Matt was just like, nah, I'm going to I'm gonna give up this comedy. I'm really going to focus on my high-earning career. You all right, mate? Oh, I like that accent. What's he about? <laughs> let's, let's follow this guy down a fucking dark rabbit hole and see what profitability <laughs> Oh, he makes me laugh. I'm gonna, I'll attach my my trail to his it, for a it, while. Here's my uh, take on the documentary because it is very famous at the minute because of movement. You know, what I mean, it's almost like the Cody 2012, but for fucking Britney. Um, I think this is possibly the prequel to a great documentary. Yeah, well, they said they want to do it in parts. Is the the extra reading I 
took up. Well, when it comes out and you have Brittany on it, given her yeah. version of events throughout, yes, yeah, and, yeah. and and then you'd have Federline talk on it, you'd have Justin Timberlake talk on it, because yeah. all the stuff they talk is super, that's how interesting this story is. You can take away everyone important to the story and it's still a good watch. And it's still emotive, and it still makes you think. Yeah, yeah, very well said. But, but there is no one of him, like the most important person we hear fucking talk on this documentary is like the guy who ran the magazine they put fucking pictures of her fallen hour in. Like there is nothing of merit between, I mean, the ladies who, that, that's us talking about the fucking jinx on the documentary, the jinx, <laughs> right? Yeah. Um... So I think they could be an amazing one. I I hope that you know that happens for the sake of my entertainment. Um, and <laughs> I hope it doesn't go bad for the main protagonist, and it ends yeah, well yeah, for I, them. I just I just hope she has a good sit down interview with an adult, not these fucking losers going. So yeah. Brittany, thanks for coming in. Could you open your legs for the camera, please? Just yeah. <laughs> I know I know it's weird, isn't it? It's weird, but could you do it because we need the could- ratings. Even though you've had two children, you are still a virgin, aren't you, Brittany? <laughs> uh, excuse me, I've heard rumours that you're, you're filing for custody of your children and that you're not a virgin. Could you confirm or deny these rumours, please, Brittany? Um, and it, I think it does shine a great light to the misogynistic slant of the media, which is... Yeah. You know, that's, that's sparking. It, it's kind of hopefully moving in the right direction. You never know if it's just, you know... Let's hope so, right? What would be the word? What what's the word that you when you just pacify someone? Just we're gonna have to cut out uh, this thinking time when I'm trying to be nice. Yeah, um, don't worry. Well, well, cut out loads what, of thinking time. I, I, I can talk for hours. What's the word when you have empathy for people? <laughs> but yeah, I like I say, I think there's there's some good stuff came from like the Janet Jackson thing came out. Justin Timberlake since came out and apologized. Um, there's a great footage. Do you know Ferguson? He was the Scottish like Letterman type in America. In yeah, Craig Ferguson. Yeah, yeah, Craig Ferguson. Have you seen the clip that's went viral of him? No. So he turns around and went, listen, at the top of his monologue, top of the show, this is like 98, 99, early. He says, listen, I think my name aim's been off recently because I've been making jokes about Britney Spears. She's fucking 22. She's a child. That's not what comedy's for. It's for taking the piss out of the rich, the powerful, the politicians, the Donald Trumps. So how great is it for fucking, if you had a clip from like the 90s when you say, don't take the piss out of Britney Spears, you should be taking the piss out of Donald Trump. How is that for a fucking shot in the fucking dark of being relevant 25 years later? That is, that is. He's a superb comic, Craig Ferguson. I've not seen a lot of them. I've not seen a lot of them. Absolutely brilliant. Very hard hitting. Very funny. On the money. Really just yeah. But yeah, I think I think it seems to be like stuff happening. I hope, you know, things get better. And she's just a fantastic talent. Like from from She is a talent childhood. Absolutely. She was meant to be a superstar. She was just put in a machine that fucking twists up fucking women the wrong way. Like the same way. You know, Lohan, them fucking twins. Do you remember there was a clock for those twins turning eighteen or twenty one or whatever? Mm. Is the Olsons? Olsen Twins, yeah. Like, it's just creepy yeah. as fuck. Oh, God, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's awful. That is the price of fame. And it's it seems to be trebled if you're a woman, just how bad it is, right? It's, it seems, if you look at how bad, uh, what's his name, Bieber, if, you know, like you said, he's had a bad time of it. If he would have been a woman, 
Oh my he, he god! He would have had a. It would have can been you, infinitely worse. Can you even imagine the shit that that kid got up to? And if that was a female, oh yes, yeah. hung yeah, yeah. quarter. Absolutely, we judge you in the court of public opinion to be wrong, but we still will buy all your stuff. But that that gives us an opinion on you. And please feel imagine? shit about it as well. You if go you to would. The, you having you're having a bad skin day, which as we know, Matt Wills has plenty of them. That and is that's the my shop. trigger. <laughs> <laughs> you showed me a weakness, I gotta attack it, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> so so I got to the shop, I got a spot on my chin. One guy notices the spot on my chin, he takes a picture of it. Then you go back to your house. There's now camps and tents outside your house, like there's a hostage yeah. situation for a thousand people to get the best spot a picture of the spot on your fucking chin. I can't imagine the mental illness that would create. Like yeah. That is just a, a Hill Mary. Thank God there's not been a fucking suicide. And I recommend the South Park episode on it. Like, oh, I'm going to check that out next. I'm going to go That's and have really a look good. at that. Right, so give us a score on this one, Rick. I'm giving it a 3.5, and I'm not saying this is a particularly entertaining watch. I think this is interesting. I think it, if these people help her out, that's doing a very good thing. That's why it's worth you know circulating and talking about it. But I also yeah. think there is a way better documentary of this when when she gets back. Hopefully, if she gets her own conservatorship back and then she, bang, Netflix just drops a whole ton of cash in her and they go, right, we'll double the fee, but you've got to stay on the sixth floor of the Cecil Hotel, Pep. And then you're like, <laughs> boom, there. Now we're talking. Then we're in. I'm going to give this one a four. Just, I was, four. I thought they made a really good, like you said, it wasn't the best documentary I've seen, right? By a long shot. If anything, it was a bit shit. But saying that, I genuinely cared for Britney Spears at the end of it. They achieved their job, right? Which was to to make you feel something. Since watching this, and um, yeah, I want to, I want to, so I, I want something. There's a song where it just starts with. It's Britney, bitch. I want one of those for me. I don't know what the catchphrase would be, but I really want. I really want that. <laughs> that's, that's that's what I've decided I want. I don't know what the, what the catchphrase is going to be yet, but um, yes, that's that's what I'm going to put more thought into than anything going on in my life right now. Oh, well, there you go. That that'll keep you busy just, when just FIFA power ends. walking out of open mic nights. <laughs> Please welcome to the stage, Rick Ward. It's Ricky La. <laughs> <laughs> Where's Rick, he going? Rick. Oh, Someone asked him to do this gig for a friend, so he's pretending some kind of conservatorship because that's the way his mind works. But <laughs> 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 well, yeah, good documentary. I'm very much looking forward to your next find as well. This is one we're checking out next, or soon, depending on what order we release stuff. Class Action Park. It's available on Sky Documentaries, which Matt has very kindly... Hooked me up with a with a link to Sky documentary, so I will play the game. I'll do a few of his picks. Guess me to watch a few. <laughs> guess what you see if you Premier League game. <laughs> Don't need that password being changed because I because I refuse to watch something he's chosen. <laughs> right, well, thank you very much for downloading, listening, uh, share, smash the subscribe, do all of the stuff you would do, and yeah, I'll see you later. Say goodbye. It's- it's Rick, bitch.